Hello, everyone. I am Yvette Lloyd, host of Life Her Podcast. I have an amazing gospel singer, amazing mother, amazing wife. She just everything right now. And she also has an amazing single out called I Decided. And I want you guys to tune in and listen and hear more throughout this interview. But we have Naya Cotton with us today. Hi, Naya. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm so excited, y'all, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know I thanked you already, but thank you once again. Thank you. I really appreciate you for being on my show tonight. And we could just talk and help people. We could do a lot tonight. That's right. Absolutely. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. Yes, for sure. So I just want to get into as far as your younger life. And I see that you discovered your voice at the age of two. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's what they say, right? I don't remember (laughs) that. Um, okay. I think my memory starts at age seven. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I was like, dang, I two. Yes. I remember being two and just saying, you know what? This is my life's work. No, it did not happen. That way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I grew up. I definitely remember singing in the choir growing up, like a lot of um, people, mm-hmm. um, heavy in church Monday through Monday. Um and singing in the in the in the choir allowed me the sense of community. And then back in the day, they just put you up. We didn't have a whole bunch of options, you know, like kids have these days. You're singing. <laughs> You're going, right, right. Yeah, you didn't have a whole bunch of options. And so I found that I enjoyed it, and that there seemed to be joy that people got from it. Um, and so since then, I haven't I haven't looked back since. That is amazing. So can you tell us about your journey into the world of gospel music and what inspired you to become a singer? Oh, so um, I grew up in a musical family. So I don't know if everybody's familiar with Richard Smallwood, um, but the song Total Praise, um, it's one of his biggest songs that he has out there. My dad um, is an original Richard Smallwood singer. So growing up, I grew up in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, or area, as we call it in the DMV. <laughs> um, he was a Richard Smallwood singer. My mom is a professional drummer, which I thought was, at, at first I didn't think it was cool. Uh-oh, sorry. At first, <laughs> see, I knew that was going to happen. That's okay. At first, I didn't think it was cool. Um, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, your mom is a drummer? Like, that is dope, though. It is. It is. And so um, she's a drummer. My dad's a singer. So I've always been in music. And then I started dance as well. I was in the performing arts as a dancer and then got into theater as well. So they made me do everything. Um, singing, dancing, acting. And then I ended up going to Duke, Ell- Duke Ellington School of the Arts in D.C. as a dance major because I did not think I was going to get in as a musician or as a as a singer. I didn't think I was good enough, which is a big part of my journey as well. Um, Yeah. Um, So I decided to be a dance major, but I kept singing and then ended up going to Hampton University to major in vocal performance because I didn't think I was going to be good enough to be a professional dancer. So there's always been this not good enough um, thing in my life, this feeling in my life for being second best. I was the salutatorian of my class, number two. <laughs> Always being picked, not first, but maybe second or third or fourth or fifth. 
And then growing up, not feeling like I was worthy, but I really did find a voice um, or find my voice in in music and in in singing. And um, yeah, gospel music has always spoken to a greater hope and a journey. I think everybody's searching. It has to be something more than this. It has to be something greater. There has to be for the heavens and the earth and the sun and the moon, all these systems to come into play. We are in the middle of seeing the glory of God, but still on a quest to know him for ourselves. So I've always been on that journey. I'm still on that journey, but gospel music has proven to be like the soundtrack of that journey of faith for me. So I, it's my favorite music to sing. I've tried to sing other genres. I sound ridiculous because <laughs> it's just, it's just not my root. You know, I enjoy all music, but gospel music is my heart. Wow. So you use some self-sabotage in there. <sighs> yes. You can, like you saying this that you're not good enough. enough or it won't work for you. Just something. Like, wh- why do you feel that way? Because you are amazing. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I will say that it has been a journey um, where now it's I'm, I'm in the last maybe seven to 10 years or so. Um, I've turned a corner. I just turned 40. So I think with 40 comes a whole nother level of like, you it know, does. what? I, I am who I 40 am. Too. Yes. <laughs> Something happened. Yes, like, it did. <laughs> like the day. Like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. Like, yep. <laughs> it, like it gives you like no care in the world. Yes. You just start, your body start feeling different. You just like different things you don't tolerate. It's just a whole bunch. I, girl, I already know. Absolutely. It's like, I want my peace. Now, I'm not saying that I'm against challenges. Life is going to have challenges, but I get to decide who I want to be. If I agree with, you know, um, certain things, if I don't agree with, so I have the agency to make those decisions and be okay with the decision that I make. So maybe it's 40, 30 did it a little bit, 40 did it a lot. I'm hyped for 50. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've started that journey of just um, not self-sabotaging, but, gr- but growing up, I grew up and my parents are amazing, but I grew up in a performance-based, what I felt, my experience of it, not to say that's what they were trying to do, but a, perf- a performance-based atmosphere where you get applauded when you do great things. And when you don't mm-hmm. do great things, it's not a whole bunch of attention. So I love the attention of doing something good and not disappointing people. Um, and so that's where I found a lot of my identity in what I did and not in okay. just who I was, you know, but now it's like, no, I, based on my beliefs, I'm a daughter of God. <laughs> I'm a child of yeah. God. And that alone makes me worthy. Anything yeah. extra, it just shows his glory and how dope he is. But I don't have to prove myself to people that I'm worthy. Just me being born, just me being um, a daughter of God with the plan that he has for my life makes me worthy to walk in and be in any room that I'm invited into. So it, there's a, I don't know, I turned the corner, girl. <laughs> you know, that's a blessing, though, because a lot of people deal with that because I even went through my phase of feeling that way, too. But what we need to realize is that we the bomb anyways. <laughs> you know, we got to love ourselves and help hold our head up high because validation from someone else 
of we waiting on an applause from them, they probably don't even let themselves either. Come on. But, but they have the time to see our flaws and what we're not good enough for. But at the same time, they may not even be good enough. And they just want to bring us down because they are down. So That's it's right. like we got to look at things like way broader than us because we are walking in our own path and own journey. So I'm really happy that you got through that those moments and everything and always keep building yourself up because without you, who do you have? That's right. That's right. And there's a reason like all of us were created. None of us got ourselves here. We were all created, I believe, by design. And so it's like, I, listen, I'm going to showcase the glory of God. I tell my kids all the time um, that that our deepest fear quote, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Exactly. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. But yeah. the line that I tell them all the time, when you let your light shine, it gives other people permission to do the same. So yes. don't you power and act like you're not good at what you're good at and act like you don't have the answer. I don't care if you know every answer. You're going to get this. Yeah. Yeah, like, but it showcases his glory. It's not for our good. It's not to say how great I am. All of us were born with it. But when you tap into it and acknowledge him in the process, you don't have nothing to be afraid of. I'm learning. I'm still learning. Yes, we're all, we're going to continue to learn until it's our time. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly At all right. times. So, so I've noticed you have a, you have a different, unique voice. And your voice has like this powerful quality to it. Mm. And how do you prepare or maintain your vocal health and deliver so much impactful performances? Oh, that's a great question. Um, the first thing I had to do was acknowledge that I am a vocalist and a singer. Now, some people will say, well, you know, I kind of you know, I, I sing a little bit or I, you know, just to kind of put up that barrier so that people don't expect too much. But it's like, no, right. this is a gift. This is a gift. I didn't give it to myself. I couldn't have earned it. This is a gift that was given. And so I have to cultivate it. And in the process of that, um, what I do and what I teach, because I do have a, I have a company called The Whole Tone, where we teach all of this as well, allowing people to see themselves as vocalists or performers and then treating your body um that way. And singing is not just a vocal sport. It's a full body sport. We hear your soul, your trauma, yes. your triumphs. We hear it all. So you have to take care of it all. So therapy is important, you know, as far as developing your voice and figuring out your story. Um, noticing that you're a, vo a vocalist is important. Acknowledging that you are. Rest is huge. Usually Ooh. when people go horse, you know, school teachers or preachers or singers, people who use their voices often um, will try to get quick fixes so that we can perform again. You know, how can I do it? My voice is gone. What do I do? Anything that you try to do to push it even more will damage it even more. So rest. You got to go to bed. You got to sleep. Water is important. Tons and tons and tons of water. Hydrating yourself. Um, I have so many different tricks. I've had these vocal straws that I um, warm up with. Um Teas, herbal teas, nothing with caffeine in it, drinking that all the time, doing vocal exercises, a lot of silly things, really, like, you know, all that stuff early in the morning. Yes. You know, tips and tricks to kind of keep your vocal health, but it's really being aware that your voice is your instrument. And so you can't spend 
it on everything that invites you to it. I can't I can't come to every um, party I'm invited to or every conversation or every argument or every it's all energy. So I have to conserve mm. my voice. You're not going to see boxers out there just being crazy with their hands because that's what they use. Right. So I have to be mindful of my voice at all times and um, try to take care of it as best as I can. That's good. You know, I saw an interview and of you and your confidence is like through the roof because Ooh. you went, you did a, um, you did something with a strep throat. I did. You know, <laughs> I'm about to cash up you. I did. Which is like, not her. This, but hey, look, let me, let me, before people start looking this up, on uh, what's the thing called when you look up your ailments online? Strep throat is highly contagious. And so shout out, I love my mother, but my goodness, homegirl put many people in danger. I was not supposed, I had strep throat and I was supposed to sing. Um, I was Dorothy in the Wiz, like my um, childhood performing arts studios production of the Wiz and I had strep throat. And I, it was, I was so dramatic, like, the show must go on. Tell them out. I'm coming. Like, <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. I I would not do that to my children now. <laughs> but I do appreciate, just to look at the glass half full, I do appreciate the work ethic that my mother instilled in me that there are times when you're not going to feel it. You know, not to the point of making other people sick. We should not be getting anybody else sick. But there are going to be times when you don't feel like it. But if I have to perform based on how many times I want to perform, I would never because I love being in the bed. Um, so sometimes you have to go against what you feel for the greater good, you know, mm -hmm. so taking care of yourself, not, you know, abusing yourself. But I can't wait until I feel it to to do it. Sometimes I have to do it and the feeling will come later. I already know, girl, because when I've seen that, I'm like, oh, look at her. <laughs> That ooh could have been like, ooh, go ahead, girl. Ooh, girl, you are contagious. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so what what do you feel sets um, gospel music apart from other genres and, like, that drew you to this particular style? We have a message that is ancient and that is still relevant today. Yes. We we sing, we play, we preach, we communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the difference between gospel and any other genres. The great thing is within that genre, we can, um, we have a lot of freedom, you know, to explore different styles. So you'll hear rock influences, you'll hear country influences, um, R&B, hip hop, but the message is always the good news of Jesus Christ. And so that's the that's the differentiation. Um, it is not an exclusive. Um, it's not. It doesn't exclude anybody. It invites everybody. So you don't have to be a part of a particular, you know, socioeconomic class or race or any of that yes. um, or background. It's a gathering genre. It's like God died. Jesus died for me. He died for you. I want to tell the world about it. I want you to have as much peace and hope and joy that Girl, I have found. Yes. Um, so it's just a, it's a genre that uplifts. It seeks to uplift um, everybody and give everybody hope. So that's why I love it. 
That is amazing. Mm -hmm. So when gospel, gospel music often carries a strong message of faith, hope, and inspiration, how do you choose the themes for your songs and what impact do you hope to have for your listeners? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's according to inspiration as far as the themes for the songs. Um, I try to be aware and listen to just people's testimonies or where I am in my own life. Um, there's yeah. a song that I'm working on now. I won't give too much of it away, but it's very nostalgic. Like, you know, people talk about way back in the day, you know, we didn't have all this technology, you know, that we have now. It seems like we're even more disconnected, even though we yeah. have more connect. I'm writing a song about that now. And so it's just personal experiences, life experiences. Um, and the impact, I just want people to find themselves. We are all literally the same. You yes. know, and I, a lot of times in church culture and gospel music as well, it could feel like, okay, y'all have the answer and y'all got it all together. And it's like, no, we are all the same trying to figure out this thing called life. The only difference is I acknowledge that there was a savior that came to take the weight of sin um, off of my back because he died for it. But it doesn't mean that I don't go through the same things that everybody else goes through. It just means um, that I have been introduced to, to the hope of it all, um, which is Jesus Christ. So the influence, I hope people are uplifted. We need as much mm -hmm. positivity as possible. We and do. I tag this in. That's why I love your podcast because um it invites conversation. It allows people to think and find themselves in the journey. It allows us to say, wait a minute, if she she got through that, I can get through that too. You know, um, a lot of people don't talk because they feel like they're the only ones. And what your podcast does, it says, no girl, no guy, whoever you're, whoever's watching, we've all been through this. We've all felt it in there yes. the other side. You're going to get through this. So that's why I appreciate you. And that's why I continue to sing gospel music. I hope that's what people get out of the music we put out as well. Thank you. And you know, um, with gospel music, you know, with us going through the pandemic, everyone's been in the home for what, three, four years, just about, um, yes. life change. Um, like we have social media, we have this AI coming out. We have so many things. What are you going to plan to do to keep up with the futuristic things coming out because we still have to have people in touch with God. We still need them to get your type of music and any other gospel music out there. So being creative is, is it's going to be a lot. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So um, have you even thought about like what angle you're going to go into as far as like keeping up, especially for our youth? They need it really, really bad. They do. This is a this is an interesting um, question. You ask such amazing questions. So <laughs> in, in the middle, I'm I'm not ashamed to say I like we said earlier. I'm 40, and so I think we stand as bridges to like the baby boomers and to the Gen Zers, right? We know what it's like to grow up without cell phones. You just had to be outside yeah. and yeah, you play with your friend. You knew everybody's phone number. I don't know anybody's phone number now. Um, <laughs> and so we came out of that, but then we still have a connection to Gen Z, like TikTok and Instagram and all of these things. And so personally, it's a little bit tough because I feel like it's just getting faster every week. Yeah. There's something else like, you know, there's AI and we're talking about job security for a lot of people like 
There may be machines taking people's jobs and all of this angst, you know. Um, so I don't know if I am concerned about keeping up. I'm definitely surrounding myself with younger people who can like you need to be on TikTok, girl, or you need to be on whatever. OK, fine. Snapchat. I was about to say the chat snap. I said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I surround myself with young people, but. It is a bit overwhelming for me to try to keep up. I'm not the best technologically, as we saw earlier. <laughs> but um, I think I think there's something about Holy Spirit, if I can talk about for a minute. Um, the whole we talk about gospel music and and Jesus and God in our faith. But what Jesus said when he left, he was like, "I'll leave you with a helper, a Holy Spirit that'll help to guide you and inform you, to help you to, okay, Lord, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? I'm feeling a little out of sorts, misaligned. We have God inside of us that can help us make these decisions, even to the yeah. point of activity. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Why not consult with the creator about anything creative? So in the places where I lack, or I'm not as great technologically, or I don't know the new trends, surround myself with a community of people who do, and then consult with the creator. Like, what is it that you want um, your people to know and give me the strategy, the tools to, um, to implement that? So I lean heavily, and I hope it doesn't sound too like Bible thumpy for people. No, you're good. Okay, but I lean heavily on God to illuminate and to give me revelation on, this is your music. I'm your child. Tell me how you want to do this. There's a why wouldn't I look at the instruction manual of the one who created me, you know, to figure out how to walk this thing called life, even to the point of being um, creative in avenues of music and dance and drama, whatever it is that everybody um, who's watching does consult with God on it. He'll give you answers or and or he'll put you in con connection with community of people who can get you what you need. So I think it's a little bit of both. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in a in a world that sometimes feels divided. How do you believe gospel gospel music can contribute to unity and understanding amongst like different cultures and beliefs? Ooh, you cut me deep. <laughs> I, just love, I just love responding to your questions just like, but it really does. It really does. Um, because I get the awesome, the awesome opportunity to serve um, at my home church which is Trinity Church um, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And it is a multicultural church um, filled with not just white, black, Hispanic. We have Asian, we have, I mean, Australian, all kinds of people, beautiful. But it gets difficult when we start dealing with things that happen in culture. So we're not the same. Mm -hmm. So there are things that yeah. affect me that may not affect my brothers and sisters that I worship with every single week. So if I'm honest, it got really difficult in 2020 to navigate COVID and people's different ideologies on that mask or no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. Even in the church, we had to have these conversations. Um, George Floyd happened in 2020. And mm -hmm. so, you know, not everybody's comfortable talking about that and not everybody's comfortable with us not talking about that. <laughs> so dealing with that. The election was in 2020. And so we got all kinds of different, different Ooh. views. So I've gotten really comfortable and compassionate um, for different types of people and different types of thinking. I have um, someone who I serve alongside who I absolutely love. And he said, you know, it's better to be like hearted instead of like minded. 
Because if we're like hearted, we want the same outcome, but we can approach it from different mindsets. And so it's hard having tough conversations. It's hard. Um, gospel music seeks to gather, but it's a very specific kind of music. There's a there's a debate, an ongoing debate between yes. music and CCM music. CCM music is co uh, contemporary Christian music, which is predominantly white. Gospel is predominantly black. And so people are trying to merge these things to say, hey, we are one big kingdom and we need to celebrate one another. I may not understand what you're saying. I may not even like your music, but I love you. And so if I love you, I'm gonna love what you love and I'm gonna like what you like, you know, or I just love seeing you get your life, you know, from the music that you love and hopefully it will be reciprocated. So I think hard conversations, honest conversations, not avoiding conversations um, helps us to, to, to be unified and hopefully gospel music, people can find themselves no matter who you are, where you are, you can find yourself in gospel as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know how to solve all the, no, you did good. You did good. <laughs> That is know. so true. So with following that, I've I've listened to your song, I decided, mm -hmm. and I love it. And with the questions that I ask you, it actually equals up to your song. Your song is I decided to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what most people need to follow for us to find our solutions, to hear him, feel him, let him guide us and everything. And these are the things that you are mentioning in your song that you want people to understand that because that's what you decided to do. And now you have a song that you want everyone else to decide to follow Jesus because it's, it's our, it's our peace is yeah. where we need to be for us to be able to get to where we got to go and that's get through the things that we are going through. So I appreciate you for this song and what inspired you to even create something so beautiful. Oh my God. I could just hug you. Um, <laughs> you're, just, you're so sweet. You're the kind of person. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, I think for, I decided, I started with the verse <laughs> in which I, I laugh now, but I usually find myself like, okay, something's happening. That's literally the first line of the song. Like something is happening. You know how you can sometimes feel attention in the mm -hmm. culture, we felt it in 2020 for sure. But right now, and I don't want to put my feelings on everybody else, you know, but there's a there's a there's a groaning in the earth. There's like just more um, environmental things and earthquakes. And here in Dallas, it's been a thousand degrees for like a thousand days. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's just stuff happening. And so the first line of the song came, something's happening. Yes, the time's drawing nigh. Can you feel it? Yeah, you feel it. You know how they say, Lord, please show us a sign. Can you mm -hmm. see it? Yeah, we mm -hmm. see it. And so as believers, we have a blueprint in the word of God that if you read, you know, if you read it and sometimes it's very tough. So I don't want to make it seem like it's easy to read the Bible. Um, but thank God for resources that help it make, you know, help it make it a little bit easier. But this is in the Bible. The Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars. Yeah. It talks about earth, you know, shaking. It talks about seasons not being able to be recognizable, you know, and so we have a blueprint. I just want people to know that there's a hope and I have decided what, this is what works for me. I'm not trying to force anybody to do anything, um, but I've decided to follow Jesus. And I want to say this, which may be a little bit weird for people. 
I love Jesus. I think that Jesus is the savior of the world. I think that he is God in man form. I have all these beliefs about Jesus, but I think we do Jesus a disservice just to worship him and to kind of think that he's this thing out here and not this person inside of us that has given us the same kind of power and access. Jesus said, greater things you will do. So Jesus is yeah. not just be marveled at and worshiped all day, but he's like, invite me into your life so that I can move through you as well. You can do the stuff that I did, if not yeah. great. So the song is not, you know, just a, a hum, a, an homage to Jesus, but like I've decided to follow him, his ways and how he forgave and how he turned the other cheek. My God, I'm still working yeah. on that. Um, <laughs> how he loved his enemies and how he healed the sick. I want to do all of that stuff, all of that supernatural cool stuff. And he invites us to do that. And so that's what the song talks about. I've decided to follow Jesus and it's dope to do. You don't have to be, yeah. you know, you don't have to be, you can do it the way he gave it to you to do with your, with your tattoos, with your background, with your, whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, there is an availability that Jesus gives you an invitation for you to be him in the earth, you know? So that's the, that's the message of the song. So tell me, um, well, not really tell me, I want you to sing your favorite verse in that song. Oh, my favorite verse. Um, Oh, it's the breakdown of the of the song. Um, so it says, it's like I'm swimming upstream. I can't go with the flow because the flow's low. Low living in the fast lane. I go slow. Switching lanes, playing games. You'll never grow, no. And it ain't about what you feel. Because what you feel changes every day. It ain't real. So the only thing that I stand on is the rock. He's the key to every lock. And then it goes into the course i've decided to follow jesus to follow jesus to follow jesus i've decided to follow jesus to follow jesus to follow jesus let the church say that's my favorite, favorite verse and favorite chorus. Um, because sometimes I feel that way. It's like culture is doing this and it feels like I'm swimming upstream. I don't, I can't go with the flow because the flow's low. It's like low living in the fast lane. I go slow. Like I'm not trying to grind for nothing that I don't feel like we have to grind. I feel like I, I you know, I feel like we should work hard. I feel like we should be good stewards over what God has given us, but I don't have to force myself into any door. He opens up the door. He yes. gives relationships. I'm not, you know, you sleep when you're dead. No, if I don't sleep, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'm going to rest. Mm -hmm. And so going against the grain of culture that says you got to grind it out. You got to work. You got to, you should be working all the time. When the, the father rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired, but to give us a blueprint of how to live. So I can't go with the flow because the flow's low. Low living in the fast lane, I go slow. Switching lanes, playing games, you'll never grow. And it ain't about what mm -hmm. you, that's my it's not about what you feel. A lot of people are um, led by their feelings and they live life from yeah. their feelings. You only live Emotional. one. If I did everything I felt like doing, many people would not be alive. 
Wow. <laughs> like if I did everything I felt like doing, I would kill myself. So I can't, it, it's not about what you feel because what you feel changes every day. It ain't real. So the only thing that I stand on is the rock. He's the key to every lock. Mm-hmm. And That's he it. gets us through it all. Okay. Oh, yes. All of it. Oh. But sometimes, you know, even though God will put us through something and we're trying to find our path and our way, we still got to do the work. And, oh. and a lot of times people want to be in a still position and think he's just supposed to work a miracle because you're staying still. You got to help him be able to help you. Talk. So that, and you got to help you to be able to move forward. And that's where a lot of people just, you know, they, they really don't understand it. But it's, it's going to be an ongoing cycle. We're always going to go through a storm. We're always going to go through many things. It's just the fact that you need to look at that you got through it and you're leveling up each time. We're, we're leveling up every minute of the day. And the fact that he's guiding us and he is contributing to our lives every day to wake us up and say, I gave you breath again today. Do it again. <laughs> you know <laughs> Yes, and people got to realize that for real, Naya. Absolutely. We, we live we living in different times where we need to be closer and not distant. Yes. Yes. We were we were created for connection. We were yes. created for connection and community. And I, I really I know as you were talking about the pandemic, it did a number on us, you know, the isolation and it had different effects on different, on different people, but you're right with every revolution, you know, of the sun, with every resolution, with every other opportunity to wake up again. It's like God saying, okay, boo, here we go. You got, you got some more in you. I got a plan mm -hmm. for this day, but you have to work with me. I'm not gonna, mm -hmm. you know, to all of my, and granted, it is it, they're very different times. But to all my single friends out there, he ain't coming to the house. You got to get out. <laughs> you, got to help him. you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm just waiting on my I'm waiting for my husband. Okay, but you got to go, you got to be seen. Go yes, you gotta be seen. You gotta take care of you too. You know, you can't just jump into something and think it's right when you ain't right. Cause look, you gonna you gonna mess around and get whatever spirit you carrying at that moment. You gonna get one on the you other side in a human form. In human form, my grandmother used to say, "Water seeks its own level." Yes. And so, if you want better, be better. You get mm -hmm. what you attract. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, oh gosh, oh gosh, you're talking right. But yes, to take care of yourself, put one foot in front of the other, to be aware of the breath of God that all of us are breathing right now. We are all on borrowed breath. None of, you know, some, some people need assistance and all of that, but for the most part, it's like, we've been given this gift. It is a yeah. gift for us to steward and for us to make this world better than when we got here. And um, yeah, we got to help him. <laughs> He's like, I can't do it. I'm God. <laughs> you're, you're my representation in the earth. So, mm -hmm. so we, let's partner in this, you know, let's get it done. You're absolutely right. Yes. So tell me, what's your next single? Oh, what's the next single? That's a great question. So I, it, I believe we're debating right now. And that's only the only reason why I haven't said it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
we're debating that song that I told you about that nostalgic kind of kind of yeah. song. Um, we are about to finish production on that. Um, but we have a couple more in the can as well. And let me let you in on this. A lot of these we have, we've, we wrote these a couple of years ago. When I say we, I work with my husband, Roy Cotton. And so um, we've written a lot of these songs back in the day, and now we're able to release them as singles. And so it's been a long journey um, up until this point. But I don't know. I don't know. We've, we don't even, we're literally being led by Holy Spirit um, to roll it out. Um, we put out three we want to put out another one within the next month. We don't know which one it's going to be, but hopefully y'all will stay tuned and, and follow us and, you know, um, enjoy the music. But we're on all the streaming platforms. If you want to check out what we've already put out thus far. But I don't know. I might have to send you if we're in between two ideas, I might send them to you and be like, is okay. that what you think I want you to be? Uh, <laughs> okay. so, you know. So how can how can people follow you? So I'm Naya Cotton on Instagram. Um, I'm at Naya Cotton or Naya Cotton on Facebook as well. Um, Naya A. Cotton, I believe, on all the different um, the platforms. Now, you know, the chat snap and the, the Twitter, <laughs> the Snapchat and Twitter. I'm trying, y'all. But Instagram and Facebook, that's my jam. Um, and I talked briefly earlier about the whole tone, which is a resource that I give for people who want to not just learn how to sing, but learn how to communicate with people because any any and everybody can sing. But if people are not leaving, you know, seeing themselves or leaving better or feeling encouraged, then it's it's all for not. So I teach that um, with a curriculum called The Whole Tone, and that's available on thewholetone.com. So you can check me out there. But hit me up on Instagram and Facebook. I'll get back to you. Okay. So before before we end this interview, are there any specific Bible verses or spiritual um, teaches that you that resonate with you often to find your way through your music? Oh, one of my favorite um, verses. Oh, there's so many. One of my favorites um, says that he that began a good work in you is faithful to perform it even into the day of Jesus Christ. So basically, okay. if he started it, he's going to end it. So if you're not at the end yet, um, if you don't see it happening yet, there, it's still time. There's still time. If he puts something inside of you, a gift, a talent, he's going to see it to the fullness. And so you don't have to back to grinding and all of that. We're going to work hard. We're going to do what God says. But he's given all of us a gift that he wants to see completed. So that's one of my favorite my favorite uh, verses. Um but that that our deepest fear um, quote by Marianne Williamson is is one that I live my life by. You know, it says, who are you to be? You ask yourself, who are you to be smart, intelligent, you know, gorgeous? Who are you not to be? You're yeah. a child of God. You're playing small. Say it. Does not serve the world. And then back to the you know quote, if when we let our light shine, it gives other people permission to do the same. And so, um, yeah, don't be afraid of your light. You know, don't be afraid of of being great. The world is waiting for it. Don't play small. We don't know how much time we have. Each of us, mm -hmm. like we've seen it. Life is fleeting. We have friends that have gone to be with the Lord at young ages, you know, um, and there it seems to be no rhyme or reason. So what are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. You know, with me feeling like I'm number two and I'm not good enough. And, and then something happened when I turned 40, you know, and even 30. <laughs> like, no, wait a minute. You have, you put this inside of me to do, I gotta do it. 
And when I don't, there's that thing that calls to me, you know, like, girl, mm -hmm. you got more in you. So put it you in do. the earth, put it in the earth and that'll be a legacy. So yeah, be great, everybody. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed this interview. I enjoyed talking to you. You're such a beautiful woman. I really appreciate you so much. You as well. You are absolutely wonderful. And if I can, I speak every open door, favor, more access, more influence to you because you've been a great steward over what God has given you. Get your hands ready to receive because people are just, I mean, favor out the woodworks, connections Thank because you. you've been you've been faithful. So we're all very grateful that you said yes and that you um, invite us in to process and to heal and to grow. Girl, look, we need it. We need a safe space for us to be able to be ourselves and be, you know, so transparent enough for us to help someone else. This is my form of my ministry. And you do it so well. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Make sure y'all listen to I Decided by Naya Cotton. You guys will not be disappointed. Even her other music is bomb. So y'all might as well just go ahead and do a mixed playlist. Put mix it all it. together. <laughs> just mix it all together. <laughs> well, thank you so much and good night, everyone. And make sure you follow and subscribe like her podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.